You're listening to the Knowing Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Linnell Peters, and it's an honor to walk alongside you in motherhood, whether the journey is just beginning or you're right in the thick of it. I believe that your worth as a mother is not based on your performance and that your greatest strength is the love that you have for your children, whether they're in your arms or only in your heart. My prayer is that this little corner of the podcast world will leave you feeling more equipped, more hopeful, and less alone than when you arrived. Hey friends, welcome to episode 19 of Knowing Motherhood. It is really nice to be back um, and uh, I just wanted to say happy first day of April. I'm sure we would all be okay with someone saying that COVID-19 was just a big April Fool's joke, right? It isn't though, and the truth is that our world is facing a crisis. We need to continue working together to bring it to an end, and I believe we really can do that. Today, we are starting a new series that I know will be a great source of encouragement for all mothers during this strange and uncertain time. If you're feeling frustrated, tired, and even anxious about homeschooling, I know today's conversation will encourage you, especially if you have young children. My guests today are Natalie Young and Britt Havens, and they are lifestyle bloggers, they're content creators, best friends, and homeschooling mamas. Between the two of them, they have seven kids. And you might remember Natalie from the first season of Knowing Motherhood. She was on and shared her story of motherhood. And so she's joined by Britt today as well. And they are going to be sharing some great advice for us and encouragement on the subject of homeschooling. They have an online community called Homeschool Common. And they've even um, started a conference for mothers in their area um, as a support to them and a way to build community. The sound quality of this episode is not like previous episodes. Um, There is some echoing. There's just some issues when we recorded that we didn't catch at the time. And so we did our best. But please bear with us um, in just some of the random little bits of reverb that you're going to hear. Um, Other than that, it is just a conversation that I know is going to bless you. So here's my conversation with Natalie and Britt. Natalie and Britt, welcome to the Knowing Motherhood podcast. It's so great to have you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Linnell. Thanks for having us on today. Yeah, this is going to be great to talk about um, homeschooling um, with you two because you've got a few years experience. You're supporting other mothers um, in what they're doing with their homeschooling journey. And um, I can't wait to hear um, some of the tips and advice and thoughts that you guys both have to share with us today. Do you each want to just share a bit first, though, about your um, home life, just a little bit about uh, yourself, um, maybe just tell us your about your kiddos, their ages maybe, and what a regular week looks like for you guys right now. Yeah. During this, actually, I should throw in <laughs> this during this quarantine. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> different. It's a little different than normal life. So yeah, go for it. Natalie, do you want to start? Sure. Okay. So I have, I was just about to say three because we have a new addition to our family and I haven't quite gotten used to the idea of saying I have four kids yet, but I definitely have four boys. 
<laughs> so I have four boys at home. Um, I have Skylar and Bryson, who are twins. They're um, age six, and they're in grade one. And then I have Everest, who is two years old. And uh, Brady was just born in um, January, and he is two months old. So life is a little wild right now. Um, mm. But anyways, um, yeah, so I homeschool, obviously, the two older ones. And uh, the two younger ones are just our little sidekicks during the day. Um, and you know what? When this whole quarantine thing started, I originally was like, oh, life isn't going to change all that much. Um, and kind of joking with friends and saying, hey, we got this. Like, it's homeschool life anyway. Um well, all, all the other moms all over the world are starting to panic about suddenly having all their kids at home and having to homeschool. Um, but, but halfway through last week, I started to realize that life is quite a bit different for us, actually, even though we're used to having the kids home all day with us. Um, right. <laughs> I slowly figured out that um, community is key for us when we're homeschooling. So um, even though we're used to being home all day. Um, we definitely get a lot out a lot during the week, whether it be for um, visits to the library or meeting up with our homeschool group or play dates with friends. Um, community is definitely key when you're homeschooling. So this is a whole other wor- world for us also being secluded, just, mm. just us all day long. <laughs> so yeah. we're trying to figure it out just along with everyone else. Um, right. But... <laughs> But yeah, I'm so happy to just um, share what I can today to help you guys out. That's awesome. How about you, Britt? Okay, so I do have three kids. I have Dexter, (laughs) he is six, and also in grade one. Elle is four, and she's in JK. And Indiana is my youngest, and she is two and a half. And my husband is Zach, and he is also at home with me. So we share a little bit of the homeschooling kind of thing and more so right now than we than we do when things are more social and more uh normal but I kind of just I feel the same as Natalie does like we are still really figuring this out and I have found for me personally that like without the social component and like for me that we definitely have to take our homeschooling and our things around the house like so much a lot easier and a lot slower than we normally do mm-hmm. um, and we're pretty laid back like to begin with for sure but even just I was saying even to Natalie last week like usually during our normal school week like a trip to the library with kids seems really hard too because you've got a bunch of little kids and you know a two-year-old mm-hmm. you're running around but I didn't realize like what a break it was for me even mm-hmm. those hard outings <laughs> are like just such a break for me so I'm uh, I'm really adjusting to not not having that and we're definitely taking things yeah just a little bit easier as far as homeschooling goes um we're getting outside a lot adjusting to just just the kids not having their friends because they're feeling it too right like they're Mm -hmm. inside and missing that socialization as well right now so while it's a lot like our normal life in some ways and we definitely didn't have the shock of like everybody suddenly being at home or me being without work um, it's still, it's still a huge adjustment for us missing, missing our friends and missing our community right now. Yeah. Oh, it sure is. Um, I was curious, are your kids interested? Have you offered them? I'm sure you have, but offered them the opportunity to FaceTime or to Skype 
Have they been interested in doing that? Yes, yes. so interested. We actually <laughs> FaceTimed with Natalie and all her boys just before dinner tonight. So yeah. <laughs> that's oh, been a regular nice. thing so far. Yeah, FaceTime oh, is so good. essential during this time. And actually, mm-hmm. we had um, a little homeschool um, Zoom meeting last Friday as well with our little homeschool group. So um, that was fun. The kids just did like a little show and tell over Zoom, which is fun. So that's so nice. That's yeah. a really good idea. That's a really good idea. I've I I think that one of my favorite things right now in such an uncertain time is seeing all of the creative, yeah, um, and thoughtful things that people are coming up with. Mm-hmm. using technology and even did you see there was this uh viral video going around of these women in a whole neighborhood doing a zumba class yes i, so did. Did, I did see that did one you see that one uh-huh oh i just love that so much it's so <laughs> true so yeah so they were all in their backyards like yeah i saw that it was so fun oh and so and much- i think the one gal had a megaphone and she was like, yes, she was, she was a, she was a fitness instructor. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, that's awesome. What would you guys recommend for, um, so what did you say you use? Zoom? I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of good things about yeah, that. Yeah, we used um, Zoom and uh, yeah, you can, it's, it's a little chaotic with all the families. Like we, we didn't have everyone tune in that day, but if everyone's muted and you just take turns um, speaking, it actually works out really well. So oh, that's nice. Yeah, we just let all the kids have like a few minutes to um, share something, and yeah, it worked out really well. Well, I don't know about your kids, but mine get a little chaotic when we do calls like that. Yeah, <laughs> it only lasts for so long. Yeah. Oh, the patience runs out when they're all trying to share the screen, right? So, but anyways, um, let's chat a little bit about both of your uh, journeys with homeschooling so far, I'd love to know why you decided to homeschool. Um, And then also, you know, maybe what are your favorite things about homeschooling and maybe some of the challenges that you have been facing recently or, you know, at the beginning, any anything like that that you want to talk about, I think will be really helpful. Do you want me to go first this time? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, go for it. All right. So um, my journey to homeschooling, um, I guess it sort of started off, my husband was homeschooled. He was homeschooled all the way up until grade eight, and then he went to high school. So even when I met him, I, I kind of learned a little bit more about it. I'd never really met anyone homeschooled before I met him in the town that I'm from is really small, and there are not a lot of homeschool kids there. Um, not the town I live in now, but my hometown. And kind of after a while of dating, we dated for a while before we got married, I had told him like, it's cool that you were homeschooled and I really like, you know, the experiences you've had and it seems to be, he's really, really smart. So I'm like, it seemed to really work out well for you, but I will not be homeschooling our kids. Like I was really, really sure on that. And Zach was, he's so respectful and awesome. He was like, you know what, it would change your life so much. And if that's not, you know, the life you know, you're wanting or the way you want to spend your time, like I completely understand. So that was really nice to have his support even on that side. And then Mm -hmm. as my son approached school age, my heart really started to change. And I just felt 
it being put on my heart and on our family that I should maybe open my mind to that a little bit more. And the wheels kind of just started turning. I started looking into it a little bit more and we were praying about it a lot at the time. And I know he was really trying to not kind of oversell it to me or anything like that. Cause obviously he's biased. He loved his homeschool experience and I loved, loved my school experience. So, mm. um, we definitely aren't like, Oh, homeschool is the only way or anything like that. We both just had such great experiences in our own, um, upbringing and lives, but there were a lot of kind of different things that came up for us. Um, like the location we live in and, um, wanting some more flexibility with Zach being self-employed, like with our kids and stuff. And a lot of little things came up. Um, but yeah, we ended up doing a part-time thing. So my son went to a private school part-time for JK. He went two days a week and we homeschooled three days a week. And that was while I was having my youngest daughter, Indiana. So it was a really nice transition while I was welcoming like this newborn baby um, to have him at school two times a week. And then I kind of got the taste of both, like school and homeschool. And my heart was just for homeschooling at the time. Those were my favorite days of the week. And I couldn't wait to have him back home. And I loved seeing my kids together during the days. And it just, that was sort of like experiencing both was really what pushed me to know that it's the right choice for our family right now. And so then we just fully went for it in Sunu kindergarten and we've been at it ever since. Oh, Brett, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I think that is so incredible that your husband gave you that freedom and mm-hmm. respected your choice. And then in turn, you without maybe even being able to anticipate it, you totally <laughs> swayed the other way. I, love I know. That. So even to me, I'm like, who am I? Like, even when I <laughs> when I realized we were going for it, I just went all in. I would just like, I couldn't even believe. I was like, "How am I a homeschool mom?" Like, I oh, I never ever thought I would be, but I totally am now, and I, I love it. That is incredible. You mm-hmm. know, I was a teacher for ten years. I taught preschool, worked in daycare, and did some other things in that field. And um, every, you know, and I I was and am still passionate about working with children. But mm-hmm. when I became a mom, I I really clearly felt to my heart that I wasn't supposed to do that you know yeah. even though it would make sense you know so I, I think I think that it's incredible who actually is called to homeschool sometimes right mm, I think totally. that often those things are surprising to us and who isn't who isn't um mm-hmm. but yeah that's awesome what about you Natalie um okay so it's so funny because Britt and I Britt and my husband and or sorry, my husband and I and Britt and her husband are kind of like opposite. Totally. <laughs> so <laughs> we always joke that um, me and her husband are so similar and, and her and Ron are a lot more similar. So mm-hmm. so basically I am Zach's story. So I was um, homeschooled all my life as well. Um, I know Zach was only homeschooled up to high school and I was homeschooled through most of high school but went to grade 12 for my last year, went to um, Catholic high school and then graduated and went on to university. So um, anyways, I always wanted to be a classroom teacher. That has, that has always been my dream. So right from when I was like in kindergarten myself, I knew I wanted to be a teacher when I grew up. So that's what I went to school for. I went to university and did my undergrad and then went on to teacher's college and um, fully intended on having kids of my own, but thought I would be a full-time um, school teacher. So when I got pregnant with the twins... 
um, I was actually on the supply list. I hadn't gotten a full-time position yet. I had just been doing supply work and then, um, got pregnant with them. And there was actually a waiting period where, um, between graduation and getting on the supply list that I, jobs were, teaching jobs were really hard to come by during that time. So it took me a while to even get on the supply list. And, um, I had started, I had started to pursue something else that I was interested in at the time, which was photography. So I started my own business in the meantime, while I was waiting around for a teaching job to come up and, um, started that up and became really passionate about that and started shooting weddings and getting my own clients. And so by the time I had the twins, I had my business up and running and, um, I thought that I would be able to just keep up with my supply work that year, but um, I ended up losing my spot on the list because I just wasn't able to get in my days like I thought I would because having twin newborns is a little bit crazy. (laughs) So, So anyways, I didn't go back to teaching and thought maybe I would once I got to school age, but as we got closer to school age, um, my reasons for choosing to homeschool when they first got to kindergarten age have changed a lot since then but um essentially I just felt that they were so little and sending them to um JK full days just didn't seem right to me at the time and also our local elementary school it doesn't have the best reputation and so um there was just a lot of different things that weighed into that initial decision um, but I remember just talking to Britt and her base when we were having a play date one day, just kind of hearing that she was thinking about considering homeschooling. And uh, that was really the first time I started to consider it myself um, because I really didn't think I would do it myself. And I remember, um, yeah, just kind of deciding over the next couple months after a lot of prayer and talking with Ron about it, that we would go for it for that JK year and see how it went. And same with us. We just never turned back. So tell me a little bit about um, how you started your support. Um, well, what? how do you refer to Homeschool Common? Is it, is it a, like yeah. a website, resources? Just tell us a little bit about that. Um, it's more of like, I guess we, I would think of it as more of like a community Um looking around we were kind of feeling like we're both we're both in Canada so we just couldn't really find a ton of like um like Canadian base like inspiration and encouragement for homeschool moms like us and we started to sort of realize there was a lot more in our area like locally that we really wanted to connect with and reach out to and I think the end goal was always being able to have like in in person events and like a conference which we eventually did get to host one of those last year and it was amazing mm-hmm. um such an amazing amazing day and just such a cool thing for us like a really cool goal for us to achieve through homeschool common and yeah so i guess our, our goal with that is mostly just like encouraging and connecting and just really being able to speak to like other homeschool moms like us and meet them where they are mm-hmm. And we both do share a lot on Instagram ourselves, like as far as our personal Instagrams go and just about our normal lives. It's fun to just have a spot where we can dedicate to um, just homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So whenever we are doing something fun with our kids or um, we're out and about doing like a homeschool field trip or whatever, it's nice just to have a space where we can dedicate to sharing about our homeschool journeys. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. And you guys have both been really good at sharing on your own personal 
uh, Instagram accounts as well. Hey, mm-hmm. um, can you each just quickly share one of the things that you love the most about homeschooling? Mm. Ooh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I, two. Two is okay, fine. I'll, I'll do a couple. <laughs> All right. Um, for me, the two things I love the most about it are time together as a family. So I love that time with my children. I love the time they have together like as siblings, even watching their relationships form and grow. There's been so many mm. moments that I've been so thankful that I didn't miss out on like during the day mm. that I'm just, oh, I just, I love the relationships they're building with each other. And then I think the second thing I love the most, I, I mentioned earlier, my husband works from home and we just love the fle- flexibility as a family to travel, to go home and visit my family whenever we want, to stay for two weeks. We can sort of um, let our lives kind of be be fluid like that, which is just a goal. And that's always been kind of the goal for my husband and I, even as we were just growing our family. So those are the things I love. And as far as challenges go, my biggest mm-hmm. challenge probably my husband's as well, is that we both also work from home. So it's sometimes it's hard mm. to balance that the separation between we both work from home, we both teach the kids. Like there's days that are heavier on work. There's days that are heavier on homeschool. And just having that that balance is something we're always, always trying to figure out and always trying to work through. So that's probably oh, my balance. number one. What's balance? <laughs> right? No, it's yeah, never happening. Never ending no. pursuit. <laughs> and I know that. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. What about you, Natalie? What's your What's your favorite? What yeah. are your greatest joys um, in homeschooling? <laughs> okay. First of all, I would probably say flexibility as well. I just love um, just the flexibility of our days. Um, yeah. I I just love that we don't have to rush up the door in the morning and um, pack lunches and get everyone out. We just can kind of take it at our own pace and. Um, each day is so different. (laughs) So I love just being able to, um, to just work at the pace of my kids and myself. Um, I also Mm -hmm. just love, um, watching my kids learn at their own pace as well. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's just a big pro of homeschooling. Um, even with my own twins, like they each have their own strengths and weaknesses. So it's so nice being able to, um, really focus in on, um, if there's something that one needs some extra help with, just being able to dedicate that time um, to him and same with the other one. So yeah, it's just, I, I just think that that's a big pro of homeschooling for sure. And then um, challenge, what was the other question? Challenges of homeschooling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say right now with having different ages with having a toddler and a newborn that's probably my biggest challenge right now um Everest is just a little monkey so he on a perfect day for us we will do our homeschooling while he is napping in the afternoons if he takes a good two to three hour nap that's just when we'll homeschool and it goes great um but he has been on a napping strike lately probably won't nap for much longer so um just being able to get our homeschool time in with him up and about, getting into everything, <laughs> um, needing my attention as well makes things a little challenging. And then, of course, having a newborn as well. So, yes, um, oh my goodness. yeah, it's a little crazy, but <laughs> make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's chat about um, 
all these mamas, I mean, we're not going to talk about the mamas of the world who are (laughs) (laughs) facing homeschooling right now for the remainder of the school year, but we're going to talk about um, just some helpful things, uh, tips and ideas for them, Um, and just perspective. I think all these different um, new things that we're, we're experiencing, you know, which includes this isolation of not being able to have social time makes suddenly having to homeschool probably just so much more overwhelming. And maybe at the same time, strangely enough, I don't know, maybe it makes it easier. Um, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know what those ratios are. I don't know, but I, I sense that there's a lot of women who are actually relaxing into this because Mm -hmm. they don't have all the pressures of a normal schedule to fulfill and do, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a little bit less pressure to get so much done in the day. And I know I'm experiencing that feeling. What's your perspective of that right now? Like within your homeschool community, um, do you sense, or no, sorry, within your friend, your social community, your friends that don't homeschool and are now looking at that, um, do you see that with women that it's, is it overwhelming? Do you see more feeling overwhelmed or more kind of relaxing a little bit more and taking this on? Britt, do you want to answer that? Yeah, for sure. So I feel like it's all still very new. So anyone I've chatted with, um, or tried to encourage or tried to just give them any type of little piece of advice that I could. I feel like it's all very new. It's sort of like a day-to-day. Like I've had a couple friends, my sister included, sort of just be like, okay, no, this is great. Like, it's good. And then <laughs> the very next day, like, no, how do you do mm-hmm. this? You know? Right. Um, yeah. So, oh, my hope would be that that, every, that the pressure could kind of relieve and people could kind of settle in and find that that they can totally do this till the end of the year or beyond if, if that's their heart. But um, I don't know. I feel like it's still so new. I'm not totally sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too because of spring break. Do you guys have that where you are right now? Is it spring break or is that over now? It was it, last week. Last week, yeah. It was last week. Okay. Yeah, so it is really new. You're right. Like a couple uh, days new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be like that kind of back and forth probably for a while for so many of us. And uh, what Brit, what would you tell yourself um, if you could go back to the beginning when you started homeschooling? What's something that you wish you kind of would have known at the beginning when you started? I love this question. And this is the question I ask everyone who's further along than me in their homeschooling because it's such just such an interesting thing to hear from people but Mm -hmm. I was thinking back you know the past week or two that this has all kind of gone down about how long the decision to homeschool was for us like it was really it took a while and a lot of prayer and a lot of back and forth and then that year when we did a little bit of both and then even then it's so hard to be like okay like I'm just doing this so I just I can't even imagine like being just thrown into it like my heart just is like it's not as easy as just like you you can do it you got it like it is so much Mm -hmm. like it's so much and it's a lot for me and I'm I'm in my third year which isn't far but even day to day it's a lot for me still so um Mm -hmm. I think what I would go back and tell myself and I even still have to tell myself like almost every day 
is just to be really kind and patient to myself with myself in the whole thing and my kids and above all else just to like lower my expectations a lot a lot a lot and I know sometimes people think that means like let it all go don't do anything you don't got to worry about it and it's not what it means but it's just lowering that expectation because it just it's always moving you know I've had homeschool seasons that have been that have met my expectations and then long seasons where it's gone way below and then it's back up and then it's down so it's just it's just trusting that process and and knowing that even if it's just the next couple months it's gonna like flex so much week to week and I also think I just want would want people to know that like I'm not a teacher at all and both of you are which is so so cool and so amazing but if you're not a teacher like you're still the best teacher for your children like you can you're still such a yeah. good teacher for your children you love you, you love them you no one knows them like you know them nobody loves mm-hmm. your kids the way you love them knows their ins yeah. and their outs and their strengths and their weaknesses and I wish I could even look back and tell myself that just because there is a lot of like I'm not a teacher I'm not super organized I'm not type a how am I gonna do this? Am I going to be as good as someone who, who has those qualities? And it's, yes, you definitely are going to be as good as someone who is a teacher or, you know, super organized or type A, because you know your children, it's you and it's them every day. And just, you're going to be the best teacher for them at this time. Yes. I love that so much because it's really true that many women probably right now are thinking, I'm not going to be able to do this well, mm-hmm. but they probably can do they it t- amazingly can. well. <laughs> yes. 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 That's such good encouragement. Natalie, um, t- can you talk a little bit about perspective um, and uh, just kind of what your personal perspective um, is that you kind of take into each week with your kids and how you stay focused on the right things. How do you kind of stay motivated and how do you keep the right perspective? Hmm. Again, I would just go back to flexibility and just know that each week, each day, each moment is gonna be different and it's gonna, you're gonna be faced with new challenges. Um, and just to keep that at the forefront of your mind and to just be, just be, yeah, again, like Britt said, just kind to yourself and and just patient with your kids is mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy as that sounds because it's <laughs> it could be so hard to be patient with them sometimes. But honestly, um, if my kids aren't feeling something on a particular day, um, we I don't push it. So you know, if I have something like a certain lesson that I'm super excited about and um, hoping that they'll be equally as excited, but they're not feeling it, they're not into it. Um, we move on to something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think there's no point in, you know, I've just kind of realized over the years that um, there's no point in, that, that's the beauty of homeschooling, right? Is just being able to be flexible and to just follow the lead of your kids and um, chase after things that, that make them passionate about learning. Um, so, and really with, with our, the way that we homeschool, um, we just flip-flop a lot back and forth during the year between doing more of a set curriculum, which we do have. We do have like a lot of books and um, like worksheet type books and such that we will do for a while, but then we'll switch it up and do more um, child-led learning. We'll just do some like fun experiments or do more stuff out 
when the weather gets nice outside. Um, so really just mixing it up and just being ready to, um, yeah, follow more the lead of my kids and what they're interested and passionate about at the time really helps, I find. If your child isn't showing interest in something uh, that you know is really important and really valuable to them in moving forward in their education, will you just wait like a week or so and then bring it back up again? Totally. Because sometimes I just feel like they're not ready, right? And that goes back to yeah. just yeah. allowing your child to learn at their own pace. So um, mm. when we started to, um, when I, for just as an example, when I started to teach my twins how to read, one of them was really catching on faster than the other one was. And the other one was getting really frustrated that he wasn't getting it as fast. So just being, just being kind of them in that way and just like, going back to it and giving him a bit of a break and feel not making him feel like he has to um, compete with his brother. Like just, you know, at that point I had to sort of teach them separately for a while and um, just let them both work at their own pace. And I just, I find that that just really helps because in a classroom, right, that's why some kids just fall behind so easily because um, they're not there yet. And they're feeling the strains of having to keep up with everyone else, but they're not being taught in a way that helps them to understand it the way they need to understand it. Mm -hmm. Or, um, yeah, because yeah, there's so many different ways to teach things, right? Some kids are more hands-on, yeah. some kids are more visual learners. So I think just being aware of that and you'll figure that out with your own kids. As Britt said, you know them best. Um, you'll figure that out yeah. as you go along, like what really works for that particular child. So just being aware of that. And yeah, for crucial things that they need to learn, um, yeah, like, of course, there's going to be things that are more grueling than other things that you're just going to have to sit and work through. But, um, you know, we'll sit and work on it for 10 minutes instead of a half an hour and go back to it the next day. So, yeah, I'm really getting the sense of patience required and flexibility required. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Even the fact that you were working with the boys separately for a while, uh, that's more work for you, right? Mm -hmm. so, yeah <laughs> good for you that's awesome <laughs> um that's inspiring and it's helpful to be reminded that our kids learn at different paces and their interests vary um you know I think that's a great question just to move into uh, maybe Britt you can touch on this a little bit is there a best way to homeschool do you believe that or is it really tailored to each individual child um and uh, maybe you can just elaborate a little bit more on learning differences um, and what that looks like. Um, and maybe how that pertains, adding a little more here, to a mom right now who's being kind of thrown into this. You know, I think this goes back to perspective a bit. But yeah, what are your thoughts on homeschooling? Is there one way? And talk a little bit about individual child learning. For sure. So no, I definitely do not think there's one right way or best way or way to homeschool. And even within like a homeschool community, there's all these different like styles of homeschooling. And when I first started off, there was this pressure to like find your style of homeschooling. Like, are you an unschooler? Are you like a classical homeschooler? There's all these kind of different <laughs> yeah. categories. And even a couple years in, you're like, oh no, I didn't even have to worry about which one of those I fell into because there just there definitely is not one right way to homeschool, and even more than it just being specific to each child, it's it's you it's also to each family and to the mom. Like, you matter too in this, like as the teacher, and 
it, it, you want it to work for you too. You know what I mean? And I, a lot of people yeah. will say like, oh, I'm not, I'm not patient enough to do that or I'm not this. And my answer to that is always like, neither am I. I'm, I'm not extra patient. I'm not, you know, extra anything to be a homeschool mom. Um, and neither are my kids. They're not just like made to be homeschooled either. Um, so I just think, yeah, it's so it's unique for each child, for your family, for your own preferences as the mom or the dad or the teacher. Um, and within, you know, the differences in learning, like, I think you just, it's time, you know, and, and the moms who we're talking to now who have found themselves in this home, homeschooling position, you know, might not have this, this long length of time ahead of them of homeschooling, but even within the time they have, like, you, you learn that over time, you learn their differences and what works best and you learn their learning styles. And it's also okay if, if you don't learn it right now and learn them right away and just, just do your best with, you know, each kid. And as far as like, being focused, you know, at the beginning, I kind of was like, okay, I, I needed to give my kids this like excellent education and I'm needing to keep them focused. And those were my original goals. And it, it was, it drives me crazy because you don't have a lot of control over, you know, their focus and a lot of those things. So my yeah, new kind of, my new goal and my new kind of perspective, as you were saying, like with the different styles of learning is just to make sure that each of my children loves learning. So whatever that looks like. So when you asked if there was like a subject they're not feeling, like sometimes if he's not feeling math, we turn it into Star Wars math. We turn it into, you know what I mean, Lego math. Like they love Lego math, but if you just pull out a math mm. worksheet, like it's not happening, you know? Um, yes. So just having having fun with it and just taking the pressure off yourself and off of them. And if your goal, you know, at the end of each day is my kids know they are loved by me and they love learning. Like, so if I see something getting in the way of them loving learning and I see them shutting down and just being like, I don't want to learn. I'm like, okay, no, we need to get back to the curiosity and to the love of learning. And that's kind of what I'm trying to keep alive. Less, less about the focus and the, um, getting that information in and more about keeping them open to like information and to learning individually. Mm -hmm. And that does look different for each kid, but it kind of takes the pressure off when you're like, it's not necessarily like, especially, especially for the new moms right now who have found themselves teaching at their children at home. It is just so not your job to get, you know, all this information in their heads over the next couple of months till the end of school year. Just, it's your job to just be with your kids and, and, get them to love learning and do some specific and unique, cool things that you know they're going to love that, um, yeah, would make it kind of special and fun to them. And I just think that that's so, I don't know, that really takes the pressure off of me. So maybe that'll help someone else. Yeah, that is really, really good. Uh, can you each share a couple of, of tips on how, uh, how you keep your kids focused on their work? What are some of your, your little things that you've learned over the last few years that really help? I know that, again, they're young and that it can be really challenging, especially if the interest isn't there. But maybe mm -hmm. you can just share a couple little things that have really worked for you. Yeah, practically, I have a couple that I've really learned um, with my kids. And Natalie already mentioned one, and that's just taking breaks and knowing kind of when to pull the plug on something. And even just a quick like outside for 10 minutes and then come back to it can really mm -hmm. change their attitude. Um, another big one for me is like letting them 
like play with something as when you're reading or even when you're learning. Like I know my son, he just can listen so much better when he's got like a little something in his hand or even if they're just like, if I'm doing like a read aloud, like reading a chapter book to them, if I let them kind of draw or like play with something there, they just stay so much more focused. They're not wiggling around. They're not bouncing around. So those are kind of something that I like will put in place if I kind of see things start to get like wiggly and bouncy and off topic. I'll kind of try to refocus with a couple of things like that. Yeah, that's really helpful. Natalie, do you have anything to add to that? Um, I would say similar to Britt, those same sort of things. Um, yeah, when we're, if the kids are just, um, well, actually going back to our kind of schedule, I always find that after getting out, just for, this works better for us. The kids seem to, um, once they've gotten out and been active in the mornings, have a more, um, like they're able to sit and focus more in the afternoons if mm -hmm. they've gotten out and gotten some fresh air, been outside. So I find that really helps us. Um, but then also, yeah, just like Brett said, giving them something to do if um, you're doing a lesson or read aloud or whatever. My kids love to paint and draw as well. So mm, That's great. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love the commitment that you both have to just developing this love for learning in your kids. And I think that you're you're helping me so much um, right now because I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking about this more and I'm going, ah, because I'm kind of a make a structured plan, try to follow it. And um, I, I know that often that is that just becomes overwhelming because I'm an achiever um, yeah. by nature. <laughs> and so, Britt, are you a three on the Enneagram? So, you know what? There's a lot of confusion about my Enneagram number. <laughs> <laughs> I should not have trailed no, off there. <laughs> I'll make it. I, you know, I'm not sure. In a lot of ways, I am. But I don't – my husband is, like, a to-the-maximum three. Like, he is – Oh, okay. He is so three that when I think yeah. about him, I'm like, there's no way we're both the same one. But I definitely relate yeah. to a lot of the qualities of it. So I don't know. I mean, Maybe it's yeah. my wing or something like that. I don't know. But Probably. <laughs> yeah, knows? it was just because you were talking about lowering your expectations. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that I've had to learn. Mm -hmm. And if I'm being really honest – I think one of the reasons why I've always shied away from the idea of homeschooling, um, even though at times it's kind of perked my interest because I, I do love to teach, mm -hmm. um, I, I've, I haven't felt like I, I haven't felt confident that I would be patient enough. Mm -hmm. um, neither neither know, am I. And that, <laughs> what's that? As a, neither am I. <laughs> No, and but Aww. you know what? That seems that seems to be a common fear that across totally. the board. Whenever whenever I'm talking with any moms who are considering homeschooling, I feel like that's always sort of it. Like I could never do that. I would never be patient enough with my kids. Hmm. Uh, but we're neither are we. No. <laughs> I try you know? every day. Yeah. <laughs> and back to the oh, schedule man. really quick um, too. Like when you were saying that, like some people, tons of even homeschool moms I know and their families just absolutely thrive on a schedule totally. like the one yes. you mentioned and my husband the way he grew up it was like a classroom like a desk and then his subjects were in blocks and he even had like a recess and then he came back in and he did more subjects like it was exactly like that and then our friend who I mentioned earlier whom who has the 12 children and she's just such an inspiration to us both she is complete opposite of that so there's so many different ways to get to that same goal of your kids loving learning 
and you know that family bond like there definitely isn't one way to achieve that natalie and i probably because we're best friends and neighbors and all that stuff we definitely um have a really similar uh like perspective on it and a really similar kind of lifestyle and schedule but you know if the schedule is what and all that stuff is what works for your kids like absolutely do that you know and if that makes brings you peace as a mom and makes you that patient mom like do that if it's working against you kind of that that's when you're kind of like maybe i need to you know, reevaluate or maybe you reevaluate year to year or every couple of years, you know, it's, it's a, it's kind of a long game when, yeah. when you see homeschooling that way. Like if you're in it for the long haul, you kind of, you don't feel that, that pressure. Cause maybe in a couple of years I turn my, I'm turning to this like super schedule mom. Maybe. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and I love how you said, Britt, I love how you said reevaluate because I think that's something as homeschoolers, we constantly have to be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, because what worked for our kids like last month, often doesn't work the next month. So yeah. I feel like we just have to constantly be reevaluating what works for us and our kids. Like I feel like often at the beginning of the year, I start out more like that. I start out with more of a, we're going to be so scheduled and do this and do that. And and um, that might work for like a month or two. And then we kind of, I find personally for us, we, we work as more of like a, like I said, just a very rough schedule, not, nothing too crazy. But, um, but yeah, I think you constantly as a homeschooler need to just be, saying is this still working for us and not like Britt said just be lowering your lower your expectations and and uh yeah hmm that is so helpful um yeah that you guys I I would love to continue the conversation um because I think that there's so much more to talk about Mm -hmm. on this topic but I think that just the fact that you have really emphasized so much this importance of staying flexible of just working on your patience um, and not putting too much pressure on yourself. I think that those three things are just really going to um, just help moms have the right perspective as they enter into this. Um, Would you just uh, maybe just share a few little words of encouragement for uh, the moms listening today? and, and if you want to add in a little bit about homeschool common um, and how they can kind of keep in touch with you there, that would be great. Britt, do you want to start? Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I feel like I just, I really empathize with, with someone. Like I said, it was such a big decision and such a, it's such a tough thing to, to make that choice. So being thrown into it is, it's huge and it's okay if, if, you know, you're not on board. It's okay if you're in over your head. It's okay if your kids are watching more TV than you would thought they would, you know, it's totally okay to just give yourself that grace and just let it figure itself out. And I'll just go back to what I said before, like, just, I want to give moms the, the, just the confidence that you are the best teacher for your children. And, you know, you might not, like I said, be able to teach them all the information they need to know in the curriculum, but that's okay. This is just going to be a short-term thing and you will be able to show them, you know, love each day and you know them and you will teach them maybe some new cool stuff and ignite some new passions in them and just to be able to get excited about that and I don't know, take it on, you know, I just believe in any mom who's going to do this this next couple of months or weeks or however long it's going to last. We don't know, I guess yet, but yeah, just that you can do it. And I know it's not that easy because even I don't know sometimes if I can do it, but I just want, (laughs) even I doubt myself every week. But yeah, just that you have what it takes. It's like we're like preaching to ourselves. A hundred percent. I'm going to listen to this back. <laughs> Little pep talk to ourselves. 
So true. Oh, man. Um, Do you have anything to I add, would, Natalie? That, thanks, Britt. Yeah, I would just say very similar to just everything Britt said and just add on just, just to try and enjoy this time. I know it's just it's been sprung on us, like all of us. Our lives have all changed so much. Um, but really just, just trying to enjoy this time and just let go of all the expectations and and just um, focus on just the moments that you have with your kids right mm. now. Yeah. Totally. And then just going back to our, I know you asked about our homeschool common page. Um, yeah, we're just trying to share anything that we can right now to encourage and equip moms who are just beginning this crazy homeschool journey <laughs> temporarily or permanently. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so guessing we, your numbers have probably gone up a little bit in the last yeah a little bit a yeah. little bit yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah we're just trying to share resources and ideas and also a lot of other accounts that we love following on there mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah so follow along yeah no that's great that's so great we'll make sure to link to that and show notes so so the moms listening can um, kind of learn a little bit more about this this uh, support that they can receive through what you guys are doing there. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so much fun. You're welcome. It was really fun. Thanks for having us. You know, as we're following the news, it's easy to get overwhelmed by the growing statistics and all of the what ifs. And that's why I just want to encourage you today to look for the many good things that are happening in the middle of this fight against coronavirus. Please stay home if you're able to and be praying for all of those who are serving others right now who are risking their own health to do so. If you are one of those people, uh, especially those working in the health industry, um, in a hospital somewhere, I just have to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. We all thank you uh, and we are all covering you in prayers as you serve and give of yourself in this way. Moms, if you are at home with your kids and you are feeling like you want to be doing more, I just want to encourage you that you are doing enough and that you are serving. You are equally important in this. Um, and I want to encourage you that you can do this. You can homeschool. You can love your kids. You can apologize. You can be renewed every day in God's word as you pursue just being flexible in this new normal that we are in currently. I love that Britt and Natalie both said it, that you can do this. You really can um, keep staying close to community, even if it's online. And um, you can definitely come over uh, to Instagram to connect with me there at Knowing Motherhood Podcast. On Facebook, it's at Knowing Motherhood. And I would love to see you there please uh, consider leaving a review. I always mention this because it's so important for the podcast to um, get the exposure uh, and for other women to find Knowing Motherhood and be encouraged by the content that we're producing here. I just pray you have a really wonderful week and I can't wait to share another new episode with you soon.